Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert. The podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Office Marketing Podcast. I've got a really, really fun uh, guest today. If you want to learn anything about the evolution of uh, construction technology, I've got a uh, construction tech wizard on the show today. His name's Jeff Suskin. He uh, is, is touching the construction technology world in so many different places. Um, he has been part of so many amazing projects. He's done projects with uh, Microsoft, Mercedes-Benz, the uh, International Airport here in Atlanta, the uh, Tourist Park, Apple, Facebook. We probably could spend the entire length of the podcast just talking about the fun jobs he's done, but he's going to walk us through just sort of like the evolution of his personal uh, career. He's also going to talk to us a lot about, you know, technology and what people are seeing and, and the needs for technology on their job sites. And that's going to be really fun. The documentation of what's happening on job sites. It's going to be really fun to talk. And uh, without further ado, Jeff, thanks for taking time out of your day and uh, to talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Excited to, to be part of my first podcast. Well, Jeff, it's very exciting. Most people think about uh, construction <laughs> and they think, wow, this is going to be, this is going to be so much fun. But actually you and I have been friends for a couple of years, few years now. And I've always been a fan of yours. And I, and I was excited when you said you could be on the podcast because I'm like, I'm really excited about learning a lot. In our pre-call, I'm walking away going like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I can't wait to talk about it. And um, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and kind of how you got into this business. All right. So uh, I went to Ohio State University back in 89. Um, now, hey, Jeff, Jeff, now I, I'm going to interrupt you right there. We're in Georgia, and I think you know enough about how people feel about the Ohio State University. You know, I like the Buckeyes, but we're going to roll past that very quickly for our construction friends that went to Auburn and Georgia and Georgia Tech. So let's let's keep going. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Uh, graduated in 94 with uh, every intent of being a ski bum. Uh, never happened, unfortunately, so I'm trying to live that dream today. Uh, got a job uh, from one of my dad's best friends in the light commercial residential construction business, which was actually modular panelized construction, which is obviously a, a big trend in today's world. Uh, so I got a job, um, did fairly well for the, for the first few years of my life, got recruited by GE to come on as a territory sales manager, still in the construction space, modular space. Uh, worked in Cincinnati and Columbus, Ohio for GE Capital. They moved me down to Atlanta. It was either Atlanta, Seattle, or Las Vegas were my uh, opportunities for advancement. I think I made the right choice coming to the South. Um, and then I worked for a couple different general contractors, a mechanical contractor, Johnson Controls, and somehow ended up doing my own consulting business for about a year or so before I stumbled into the construction tech world uh, back in 2007. So uh, stumbled across a company called Multivista, which was just getting started out of Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, called the 1-800 number. I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. This is construction, technology, software. All my buddies are, are, are in software sales and they're working 10 hours a week, getting million dollar commission checks. 
I'm working 80 hours a week, barely making enough money to, to survive. So I'm like, wait, I can actually do software and construction. And it turned out to be more of a service type business and uh, been very happy with that decision. I think I've been involved in about 27 different MultiVista offices across the country. Um, as an organization, now they're probably pushing 90 offices and have big international uh, uh, growth, uh, growth plan over the last couple of years. So I've not been involved in the international world, uh, but we might be heading down to Puerto Rico here in the next uh, couple of weeks to open up a Puerto Rico office. So we'll see. And then, so you're, you're, you're obviously managing partner. You've got the franchise of, of MultiVista here in the South. Is, how does that work out, Jeff? Uh, so we've got offices, our, our, my regional office, headquarters offices here in Atlanta, actually over in, in Peachtree Quarters. I've got offices in Florida, a couple different offices in Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina. Um, and then we're going to open up a, a Puerto Rico office. And then uh, there are other franchise owners that own different pockets. Some franchise owners own one and other franchise owners maybe own eight or nine different locations. So okay. I think as of, as of today on, on May 18th, I own nine MultiVista uh, locations throughout the Southeast. All right. So give us a nickel tour specifically on MultiVista. What does a, what problem does MultiVista solve? Well, we provide a perfect memory of a construction project from start to finish. So if there's ever any issue on a, on a job, and as we, as we talked about earlier, if there's, no such thing as a perfect construction project yet. So when those problems come up, the more information that we can provide our clients in real time, the better chances they have to solve those issues faster. Who was responsible, the extent of the problem, um, you know, eliminates a lot of the finger pointing that goes on with construction. So if we can have a perfect record of where, how, and when something was installed in a, in a construction project, it, it tends to be information that is desired. Okay. Let's talk about your other things. You also have uh, GSC services. Uh, you also have building edge geospatial. Talk to us about those other businesses and how they, you know, and what problems you're solving with those businesses too. Sure. So building edge geospatial came about just recently. We, we opened up that uh, business in April 1st of this year. So 10, 15 years ago, construction projects didn't really like to have photos and documentation. Uh, owners like to have the documentation in case there was a problem, but a lot of the, the contractors and architects on jobs don't like <clears throat> documentation for potential litigation purposes. They don't like showing a picture of something that they did right or wrong. So fast forward to today, everyone is taking pictures of construction projects. I mean, there's so many different now software companies that are uh, proposing on these 360 immersive walkthroughs. So hard hat cameras, and a camera on a stick and a project engineer walks around the job and it captures everything. Um, we're also seeing a, a trend in some of our more high-tech clients where they are requiring on-demand, real-time laser scanning as built of their projects. So a lot of complex projects now are built in these 3D models and it is a, an architectural design. It just happens to be in 3D. But the nice thing about that 3D model is you can scan a building create a point cloud of what's happening in that building today, import that point cloud into a BIM model, and it will show you the deviations between what was designed versus what was installed in real time. So 
seeing that becoming more and more of a future trend in construction, MultiVista as a company, about five years ago, there's a Leica, there's a Leica Geospatial Geosystems headquarters here in Peachtree Corners, about two blocks from my current office. I met with them to talk about how MultiVista and Leica could work together. And fast forward, Leica, a little boring stuff here, Leica is owned by a company called Hexagon. Hexagon is a multi-billion dollar international conglomerate out of Switzerland that one of the companies they own is, is Leica. Well, Hexagon also bought MultiVista. So I introduced the two, they got together, I was removed from the conversation, you know, for whatever reason that is. And now Hexagon owns Leica and MultiVista. And then a couple of years ago, I was looking for a partner in the webcam space and my friend Chandler McCormick, who owns Oxblue. Surprisingly, Hexagon now owns Oxblue. So there's a lot of uh, in, in, incestual relationships, yeah. I guess, in yeah, the construction yeah. world, as you right. probably know. So fast forward, Leica... Uh, build laser scanners. They also build laser levels, total stations, robotic total stations, GPS, handheld systems. So the Building Edge Geospatial is going to be selling and is selling all the Leica equipment, software, and service associated with that business. So I kind of work for, for two different businesses of Hexagon, but they're unrelated. They, they'll work together a little bit, but they're obviously siloed businesses. Hey. By the way, Joe, so, to everyone listening, they, they're extremely related. I mean, you're in the, you know, data capture, construction data capture industry. They definitely fall <laughs> under the same vertical to a lot of people listening. But in your world, yeah. it's, oh, okay, well, this is the service piece and this is the hardware piece, right? Is that kind of how you're seeing it? Yeah, I'm, I'm also seeing it that just the evolution of technology and construction. Most general contractors these days have their own drones, they have their own cameras, they have their own VDC department, a virtual design and construction department, that their job is to capture information on construction projects. Well, what does that mean for MultiVista? I mean, I, I still think MultiVista is gonna be a company that to help support those, those groups, but how else can I diversify my business so I don't become a dinosaur? So just looking at the trends in construction, if I now can offer equipment to these VDC teams and these general contractors who are planning on doing their own documentation, I'm getting that piece, but it also means that when their resources are limited, equipment and staff wise, my multivista can come in and, and provide it as a service. My building as geospatial business can provide it as equipment. I called it fleet management earlier, but it's fleet management of all their laser scanning technology. There's, there's obviously software updates that need to happen. There's equipment. Um, there's, there's new equipment that comes out all the time, ground penetrating radar, obviously drones with LIDAR on it can get better mapping of, 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 uh, of sites. So I'm just betting on the fact that construction technology is only gonna keep growing. Uh, when we work with co uh, companies like, like Facebook or whatever that are requiring daily laser scanning, well, in 10, 15 years, almost every job is probably gonna require daily laser scanning. And I'll have to send you this link, but there's a, a new laser scanner by Leica called the blk to go It's the size of this glass. And I can walk a building with this little laser scanner in my hand, and I can walk 500,000 square foot building in a day, and I can upload that model or upload that point cloud into the BIM model, and I can show you what was done right or what was done wrong on that project in real time. Wow. 
This is so, you know what? I, I consult, you know, for a lot of people in this space, right? And a lot of my clients are commercial movers and they use a software commonly like a company, like company cam, right? They're just, it's literally just guys taking phones, you know, phone pictures and uploading yep. it. It's so amazing to even know that there's, you know, 3D possible, right? That, that there's this other world. And I, I've told my clients, guys, if you're not thinking like Amazon, because you and I both know, and you know, Amazon, I think Amazon's gross nearly doubled last year, but like we know, hey, it's left the this facility, it's on the way, it's gonna be there before seven. Here's a picture of it at your door or at your garage or everything like that. And and that's where our level of expectations have risen because of what it, I mean, Amazon's been a big impact on it, right? Um, and mm -hmm. and we've seen it and we start going, well, now I want that from my flooring guy. I want that from my, my drywall guy. I want that from my painter. I want that from, I want that from everybody. And you, 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 you now provide that to everybody, don't you? Well, we'll look at the economics of what you just said, right? So if there's 50 to a hundred different subcontractors and vendors on a construction project, and they all have resources that are committed to capturing and documenting what they're supposed to do, how much does that add up to be versus one company that can come in and take it off of all their plate, a agnostic third party that's just capturing stuff, not necessarily opinions, but if we're doing that for everyone on a job and Amazon is the owner of that information, wouldn't Amazon want all that information in one location that's comprehensive of everybody's work from start to finish? So right. just so the economics of it. So just so everybody's listening, Jeff doesn't pay anything to be on my podcast. That was a great commercial for why you should use uh, Jeff and, and MultiVista and, and, and lean on them for services because it sounds like a no-brainer to me. And probably most people listening probably know that it's a no-brainer too. So I appreciate you sharing that, Jeff. <laughs> well, thanks. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. So why don't you do this? I want you to get out your short-range crystal ball, okay, with what you know about construction document technology, you know, documenting and the technology used to document it. Um, walk us through, it's, it's, we're nearly midway through 2021. What's gonna happen over the course of the next 18 months? We've accelerated probably the last 18 months, but what's gonna, what do you see as trends impacting construction today through the end of 2022? Well, obviously the, the biggest conversation in construction right now is the cost of lumber, right? So. A year ago, it was 300 400 bucks a, a board foot. Now it's $1,700 a board foot. So multifamily is a huge growth market, and, and so is obviously um, uh, single-family residential. But what are those companies going to do if the lumber prices keep going where they're supposed to go? And then if Biden's um, stimulus, plan, stimulus plan gets approved, concrete's probably going to do the same type of thing that, that, that lumber did. So there has to be fabricated, which is kind of funny because my first job ever was a, was a panelized company, a prefabricated modular type construction company. I, I'm hearing about all these different businesses that are now going fabricated, uh, pre-cut, open panel type, type uh, manufacturing process. So if they can build something in a plant that's perfect conditions and then ship it out and get it installed faster, I do think that modular world is finally going to take off. Um, from a technology perspective, you know, 10 years ago, there was Autodesk and uh, Constructware and Primavera as, as uh, software companies in the construction world. Now there's a different construction company or a construction technology company 
being announced every single week in the construction world. So I'm already seeing in my clients, well, Jeff, I use, I use open space or structured site or earth cam or this or this or this. There's going to be too much software that everyone's going to be on a different platform. So, you know, our friend, Scott Unger, right, who owns Kahua, who would be a great person to be on this podcast. If we can open up all the uh, intellectual protocol in all these different software companies so they all actually talk together, I do think that's going to be a, a, a huge trend. And I think Scott was was uh, in the forefront of that open platform uh, business with his Kahua world. So those are two of the trends I guess I see with, with lumber prices being the way they are, more modular, more prefab, and then some sort of open protocol with the construction technology and construction software. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. Okay. All right. Let's talk specifically about technology. I'm a, I'm a general contractor. I'm a project manager. I haven't really, I've, I've got a big job coming up. I haven't really used, um, I haven't really embraced the whole construction technology documentation. What are some things I should look for when I'm looking for a contractor? Like what are some things? I mean, obviously, Multivist is the best, blah, blah, blah. That should be your only call. But no, like, really, what if I'm sort of doing my, uh, you know, just doing my due diligence to trying to find a good contractor, what should I look for in a good contractor? So you're looking for a good contractor or a good company that uh, does the data capture? Yeah, the da the, a contractor that does data capture. Yeah, I'm looking for a Multivista um, type company. Well, obviously, you want something in, in real time. There's a lot of people that take a bunch of pictures and store them somewhere in the cloud. So if we can get, if you can hire a company that by the end of each day, everything that was captured on a project is uploaded to a website that you can share with your entire team. So they're all positioned on a floor plan or positioned within a 3D model at the end of each day. So obviously you need resources to go out on a construction site to capture all that information and have all that stuff uploaded and, and, and active by the end of each day. As you can imagine, if, if you're placing concrete this afternoon and pictures are being taken this morning, if those pictures aren't available until after the concrete was poured, did we really catch anything proactively or, or still just a reactive solution? So another trend in, in the world is real-time data available to the entire construction team. So instead of sticking with the old technology of, hey, I'm gonna hire a company to take pictures and when and if there's a problem down the road, I can go back in time and have more of a narrow reactive focus to a company that can proactively draw attention to issues before they get covered up. You know, like the cost of reworking construction is like 10 to 20% of a construction budget. Well, why? Because something wasn't installed right, it got covered up, the issue came up later, and now they have to do this bunch of destructive verification to figure out how to fix the problem. Or, hey, I walked your project today, I compared it to your BIM model. Here's the areas that I see as a potential problem before you pour your concrete, before you cover up your walls. So again, I'm not, maybe it is an, another sales pitch towards construction technology, but you can take your own pictures yourself. The organization indexing, structuring, hosting, comparing that information to what is being designed is really what you should be looking for because they can actually solve problems for you in a productive manner. Gosh. I love it. It's it's. And I get most of this is the only company that can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, good thing Multivista wasn't on site when uh, Jimmy Hoffa disappeared, because I think we'd probably know where he is. You know. Probably, yep, 
Yeah. I, I get, can we talk? We can't talk about that though, can we? We, we can't talk about that? No, we can't talk about that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk about that, especially <laughs> in the construction space. All right, let's talk about you then. All right. So you are a, uh, a graduate of the Ohio State University. Um, if you had, yep. if it's uh, fourth and one, the end of the game, no, fourth and goal, right? Last play of the game, you had to pick one running back from the Ohio State University to hand the ball off to, who are you giving it to? So I grew up with Eddie George. So Eddie George would be my running back I'd pick. But if I had to pick any player, it would be a JT Barrett sneak. So we'll read option JT Barrett. And I'm nice. sure all the Michigan listeners will, will love that one too. So. <laughs> That's a good call. All right. So you and I are both, uh, we're both avid golfers. So you you get to pick any three Buckeyes and they don't necessarily have to be Buckeye graduates. They could be guys that contributed to the program. They have to have some sort of Buckeye contribution uh, or connection. Um, you're picking three guys to fill out your foursome. Who are the three Buckeyes you're grabbing? Well, I mean, of course, you have to pick Jack Nicholas. If any, I mean, if you're going to pick any golfer or any any athlete from Ohio State, you got to pick Jack. Um, man, that's a tough one. I might I might pick uh, my marketing 650 professor Roger Blackwell. He, he might be in prison right now. I'm not exactly sure, but he he's the one person that actually got me into thinking that that sales was a was a viable career for me. And I can circle back on that in a second. So I'd say. We'll go with um, we'll go with Jack. We'll go with Roger Blackwell, and my fourth person. Let's just stick with Eddie. I mean, Heisman Trophy winner. Let's go. So man still looks uh, like he can play football. Well, I like um, Eddie George. I have a funny story about Eddie George. My um, my sister in law had a bunch of roommates back in her twenties, and one of the roommates was a uh, flight attendant for Delta. And uh, she came back saying she goes. Oh my gosh. She goes, I was up in first class and there was this like extremely, extremely handsome man in first class. And, um, and he told me he played football and I was like, and she goes, yeah, he was tall. He was good looking. He was nice. He asked me for my number and blah, blah, blah. And I hope I don't get him in trouble if he ever listens to this. I don't know what his uh, marital relationship was like, but, um, and I said, Oh really? What was his name? She goes, well, I looked on the thing and his name was Edward George. And I'm like, Eddie George, you forget Eddie George. And this is literally like 1997 at the time, you know? Yeah. And uh, of course he was, you know, a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, uh, athlete. And it seems like he's really represented uh, the Buckeyes very well. So I, I like Eddie. Oh George. yeah. And he, he's a diverse guy. He was, he was on Broadway for years. I don't know if you know that he was like singing and dancing on Broadway for years. Wow. He just got his, and he just got his first head coaching job uh, in football too. Where's he coaching? Where's he doing? I had to put you on the spot. Tennessee, Tennessee State, maybe? Okay. It, it is in Tennessee or okay. Eastern Tennessee. I think it's an, it's an HBCU college. So okay. uh, forgive me for not knowing. It might be Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, something like that. Yeah. He is the head right, coach cool. now for football up in Tennessee. Well, I'm a fan. I like Eddie George, too. I think that would be a well, – isn't there an ESPN college commentator that went to the Ohio State University? You're not going to put him in your in your foursome? Herb Street? Yeah. Herb Street's not going to make it. Or, or, or Joey Galloway. I mean, there's so many Buckeye uh, <laughs> announcers out there these days. Let's see. Um, you know, I, I love Herbie and I love Galloway, but no, I don't. I don't think they'd be in my top. I don't think they'd be in my portion. Uh, I'll stick with Eddie and uh, and Roger and and Jack. I love it. I love it. That'd, that'd be fun. Um, I always like uh, being in your foursome, Jeff. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about 
I mean, really, you're, you are, I know we, we focused a lot on, on technology today because you just know it, right? So when it comes to the service of it, the tracking, the documentation, the hardware, you know, how are people going to get in touch with you? What's the, what's the best way to, to get in touch with Jeff Suskin? I mean, you can just go to multivista.com and uh, click on the map and it was all of our locations. So anything in the Southeast uh, gets routed to me. So okay. it should be pretty easy to find me. All right, good. I'm also going to put your uh, Jeff Suskin uh, LinkedIn link in the show notes because that's a really nice way to uh, to get in touch with you. You're easily accessible there. And um, so I, I need to update my LinkedIn page. Do you know anyone that that might I might be able to lean on to help me get that updated? Or Jeff, you know, I am a huge fan. <laughs> and as a as a as a thank you for sharing your knowledge, you and I both know I would be more than glad to help you with that. You know, I. Um, it wouldn't be hard to do. You do look, you look really good on your, your LinkedIn uh, shot, slightly younger, but. Um, oh yeah. I think I have an Argyle like pullover on. Is that still like, Own it. trendy? Is that still Own trendy? It. Yeah. But again, <laughs> hey, thanks a lot. Again, uh, it was so fun. I learned a lot about uh, construction technology today. I didn't even know some of this hardware was available. Really, really cool. Thank you for, um, for building great companies that bring great value to the construction industry. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Jeff. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.